Somewhere in the onesie system, a man sits on his veranda with a very cold and very refreshing looking beer. His Stetson sits at his side and his chair rocks slightly as he looks over the fields beyond his house. Parked to the side are a collection of ships, a battered Type 7, complete with Kuecha mammoth tusks on the front as horns, an asp that has seen better days, sagging slightly in all the wrong places. Out in the fields, a lone space cow is minding its own business. The figure puts his hat on. It might be the only thing that he's wearing, but no one is watching. He puts one hand on the brim, looks at the Type 9 and nods. The speakers on the outside of the Frisian painted nine, for what may be the last time for a while, broadcasts the words. Our mics are live! Good evening and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live. As is usual for midsummer, things are getting a little quiet about the place. I'm Rudolf Hucker and I am your host for the evening. Mr. Wotherspoon's sunning himself somewhere. Palantir is entertaining Miss Palantir. Atris has gone for a long nap. And Haxwing are too busy partying after all the burning stations were fixed. Yes, still. I'm Amelia Hawke, and I'm taking a few minutes out from eating dangerous things to be a news presenter. I'm Norma, Norma Snockers, and I'm only here because the air conditioning works. And I'm here because Norma told me to be. And now, on with the news headlines. Civil unrest as Spider-Mine systems go to war. Alvin appeals for a new trucker deal. Keeping it together, Palantir style. Harry Hutton Hipster's Haute Couture Coincidence. Saving the day is all in the day's work for Hutton. Lou has the latest. And Norma's been keeping her eye on everyone. An update from around the galaxy. There are reports that combat zones have been popping up all over the galaxy this week unexpectedly. Mostly on coffee tables. Yes, Spider-Mind systems have declared war on anyone that's game. They've started delivering the introductory battle packs to anyone that was interested and a few who'd forgotten they were interested. And it has led to spontaneous outbreaks of the battle variety. These packs contain everything the budding battle pilot needs to plan and execute a series of daring combat scenarios against whoever they see fit. They can simulate the pitch and toss of a combat zone without risking any more than a bit of face when they're beaten by their kids on the first attempt. Of course, 
As it's designed for tabletops in a gravity environment, and we're all used to space, and of course, due to the lack of little legs, people are reporting bad backs. Many pilots are arriving at their battle and discovering that due to a lack of opponents, they're doing a lithobreaker. Just with no rebuy and no chance of having to use their remlock before getting picked up by rescue services and returned to the nearest station. Hand in hand with this warlike delivery, Spider-Mind Systems have launched their latest innovation, the Ice Dice. We reported on these a number of weeks ago, but interest amongst bored tritium miners appears to be high. Spider-Mind Systems have reminded everyone that even though their new dice are edible, the ones provided on arrival at a CZ should not be swallowed or put into your Centauri Mega Gin Sling. After many years, Hutton's long-standing contract with Lacon Spaceways is under review. Yes, Alvin has been looking into whether truckers actually do enough trucking to keep the executives over at Lacon happy and whether there are any sponsors out there who embody being a filthy trucker even better than the purveyors of space cows, longhorn type sevens and of course the mighty, mighty asp. With the exclusive deal coming to an end, the tagline only from Lake on Spaceways might be a thing of the dim and distant past. Has Hutton reached the stage where our orgiastic parties and mighty basking mean that Sword Coder would be a better fit? Or is it the cobbled together nature of the radio broadcast and seat of our pants style more suited to a Falcon de Lacy? Should we be fighting the Federation as they are our nearest neighbours and forego the obvious deficiencies of the clear mad as a box of frogs head President Hudson, stamp our decals to something sturdy and painted in federal grey? Or is the behemoth that is Brewer Corporation more in line with Hutton's ethos? With Hutton's expansions moving ever outward, Mr Alvin's disgust. Is a Coriolis or a carrier more akin to the beast that is Hutton than the already oversized Type 10? Alvin has opened an invitation to tender from the Galaxy's media mega corporations as to exactly who wants to sponsor the Hutton Helper going forwards. He's gladly accepting bribes, bobbleheads, belly rubs and bacon bites as part of the package and we aren't allowed to mention the other word. As the in-system announcement says, some pilots, when it comes to the big day, get the collywobbles. I'm not sure if it can, if I can go through with this. I've not even written my vows and other such jitters. There is a class of man though, for whom these jitters were at the time non-existent. A man of forthright intent, of determination, of blind optimism, and a total denial about a life of servitude. There is also a class of woman of infinite patience, of tolerance and kindness, of capacity to grab on with both hands and not let go, even if her chosen one turns purple. Just occasionally, out there in the blackness of space, two such people meet, fall head over heels in something, hopefully not toxic, and actually manage not to be one of those wedding barges. Palantir and the lovely Lady Palantir are one such couple. And this evening, as an excuse for not being here on the radio show, 
they've accepted the crew's kind offer of a free trip on a beluga to a nearby nebula for nibbles and nuclear daiquiris. After 40 long years of being married, they're celebrating entering another year and we'd like to wish them a very happy anniversary today. Though, if we could get our Palantir back, please, Mrs. Palantir, once you finished gazing into his eyes, we'd be very, very grateful. After all, this marriage is in the top 1% of marriages out there. Hutton hipster Harry Mungo took a break from restringing his ukulele and decided to become an eccentric inventor in the style of his much-loved Victorians. After his initial ideas for a heated moustache twirler and an automated trouser braces tensioner ended in visits to Nurse Wyeth, Harry Mungo decided to move into the realm of fashion design. First of our resident yucky's offerings is the Action Wrap. This consists of a length of brightly patterned material which is wrapped around the wearer's hips and covers the top part of their legs. Said garment is then secured with a pin and belt which houses a utility pouch made from a dead badger. Mungo said of the garment, So the guys love the Action Wrap. They say it, like, frees them from the societal oppression of trouser wearing, yeah? Next, we have the low-rise top hat, described as a two-dimensional exploration of head joy, which challenges the accepted view of a top hat as a tall black hat. Mungo said that his invention changes the perceptions by creating a flat, round top hat in tweed. At 5,000 credits each, these garments aren't cheap, but customers in Harry Mungo's boutique on the parade are happy to pay, citing artisan tailoring and Mungo's inspirational artistic vision as justification for charging 100 times the price of normal garments. Harry Mungo's artisan garmenters are currently in a legal dispute with Shifty Brian Scrapyard, who offer similar gardens made from old SRV tyres at a fraction of the price. Any resemblance to kilts or flat caps is strenuously denied by Harry Mungo. He told our reporter, So, this is all just meant to undermine my vision and I, like, reject it. Let's see if these, like, negative people can, like, find a coincidence for my next invention. So the bionicle is like a, a monocle for both eyes, but, like... Unlike a normal monocle, you don't hold it with your eyebrow. That's like so bourgeois. So I've invented arms which come out from the bionicle and fit over your ears to like hold it in place. We wish him luck. We would also like a medical team to report to the apology officer's quarters as soon as possible, please, and bring some sedatives. We actually have no idea what that was all about and suspect, suspect that the AO has been sniffing the Centauri Megachin bottles again. We have a nicely balanced bubble at the moment with 20% of systems below where they should be and 20% above. And while we like balance, we don't like risk. So look on the helper and get those systems sorted, please. The BGS team would like to welcome Commander Kinrain. I think that's right. Could be Sinrain or even Crayon. Anyway, whatever your name is, welcome to the custodianship of Hill Park Sea, and congratulations on your first achievement in staving off the Liberals' attempt at, well, liberating the system from us. Not only have we retained control, we have gained Riley Terminal. Now, if you could keep it nice and steady and out of trouble, so I don't have to keep pronouncing the ridiculous names you and your system have. Speaking of elections, 
we have another one to win. It is finally time to take control of our latest acquisition, Wolf 1481. The election started this morning, so all manner of good things. Data, missions, passengers, trading, repating planetary bases, sweeping the dust off landing pads, whatever it takes to win this. And that does mean refraining from pew pew. If you do need to do that, bugger off to Luton as a pirate attack there. A long weekend and we can have a nice round two dozen systems under Alvin's benevolent control. Over in Colonia, obviously Tyr is in election again. So if you're out that way, win that one, please. Remember a few seconds back for the details. There's a boom in Eol Procol Centauri and an outbreak in Doriso, so you can get rich while you're doing it. Over to Norma. Good evening, everyone. It's time for the rundown as to what everyone else has been up to in the galaxy this week, or is about to get up to next week, of course. First, don't forget the Hutton Mug Meet. Of course, it used to be on the first Friday of the month, but we're flexible, and this month it's on the second Friday, which is the 14th. Fuel your ships up, slap some tritium in your fleet carriers, and make your way over to Hutton for the usual barrage of mug loading, gin drinking, and shenanigans. Can we load up a fleet carrier to the brim with stored mugs? We can certainly try. This Saturday, Team Hotbox and anyone else who wants to come along are taking the Alvin's Paw out to the Anaconda Graveyard in HD76133. You want to make sure that you're on board by Friday evening so you don't miss the trip. Bring an SRV and if you want to try exploring on the way home, make sure you don't get left behind as without the Paw, you'll be up the nebula without a frame shift. The Dark Wheel Expansion Team a theme tune for your eyes only. I've gone all a little bit canon this week and I've started wearing tinfoil hats on a regular basis. As a result of a few twits on Galtwit, they've convinced that a, char a character called Alessia Verdi is going to show them the way. As it stands, their expansion and occupation of systems around Sinrata is going well. But the only hint they've had so far that they should is that they should turn the wheel. We wish someone had done that in the cubicle three outlet, as the sluice gates really need opening. The eight wheel drive endurance time travels are still going ongoing with Shape Blackwood in first place at the moment, with a time of nineteen minutes and fifty eight seconds. Alec Turner on just shy of 24 minutes and terrorist on 40 minutes. Find out more courtesy of the elite races. And that's it from the Community Diary for this week. Thank you very much, Flossie, and thank you <clears throat> to the entire radio team, or, or Norma. Actually, it wasn't Flossie, that was Norma. And now, they sound very similar, you know. <laughs> it's, and now, it, it's one from the archives. Uh, we're not running the theme guessing this week with, with music. Um, we have been introducing everybody to loads of really good music over uh, the last oh, months and months and months, but it has been far too long since we last played a few of our sketches. 
So going back years and years, this actually goes all the way back to the Glasgow ECM when we did this live on stage. Um, we're going to go with those filthy truckers. And we're back. Yes. Oh, I'll tell you what. I was trying to work it out. That was five years ago. Where does the time go? I was trying to work it back because obviously this year was supposed to be the Cambridge ECM and then last year was the Manchester one and the year before that was the South East one and then the year before that was the Bristol one and the year before that was the Glasgow one and we recorded that before the Glasgow one. That's yeah. five years. <laughs> wow. My goodness gracious me. And we haven't heard from Fletch in a while either. No. Anyway, Welcome, welcome to the show. We've got we've got a thin studio this evening, uh, mainly because uh, well, no, <clears throat> we definitely haven't been joining uh, Amelia over at the Galnet Food Digest for for many, many, many mighty meals. Um, but uh, have, that's what made me thin. <laughs> hey, well, it's because you've got the runs regularly, daily. <laughs> so we've heard you. You even send us pictures of your runs. It's just horrifying. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm joined by you. You heard uh, Dead Meat GF there. You've heard uh, Flossie and, of course, Amelia Hawke as well. Um, Commander Wotherspoon sends his apologies. He, he says he would be sunning himself, but the sun's gone down now. But um, hello, Commander Wotherspoon. Um, hello, those people who are in the the stream chat on twitch.tv. So twitch.tv slash Truckers, if you want to watch live. Um Commander Ventura is our tech for this evening, and he's putting up all sorts of videos. There's somebody going through outfitting at the moment, flogging all their stuff on screen, and a few other bits and pieces. I can see we're also joined by the Van Otter, live from the Otter T system, probably still having his Otter T, um, having been mentioned in last week's show, Flossie. I think, I think you sent that recording over to the Van Otter, didn't you? I did, yeah. Well, I sent it to his friend, who sent it on. Are you, are you going to name and shame the friend <clears throat> in, in public? Who put us up to that? His friend was uh, Lou. Oh, it could was Lou be. twenty or something like that. But anyway, uh, yes, that was a, a special sort of happy birthday for the for the Van Otter, especially from Flossie, who apparently is Van Otter's favourite. Uh, well, you're everybody's favourite, aren't you? You're, you're, you're the, the Pilots <laughs> Federation's favourite and Community Goal favourite and favourite, <laughs> or one of our favourites. Anyway, we can't have favourites here, yeah. except it, if you're Alvin and the favourites, whoever's <laughs> got the sausages. <laughs> and it was um, actually, sorry, sorry it was Lou 22 Lou 22 right yes. ah okay um, and um, dead meat um, Baz special effect Baz says it's a kin rain with a kicking cur not a curly cur or a, 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 an essie cur oh I know that it's just Lou that doesn't know yeah but it's written with a curly cur but it's pronounced with a kicking cur you know what I mean yes He's the Kinrain. But um, congratulations to um, Commander Kinrain and the Banter Buster. We might, if he's really lucky, drag Baz down here for a quick chat in a bit just to say hi and give us an update on those kind of things. But congratulations to the team there. Because um, Hill Harpsy, uh, Hap, Hill Happy? Hap, the Happy Hill um, is... Uh, we've had it. We've had, it's a pissy hill. Um, we've had it for a while. And um, it, they sort of snuck up on us. And then we, we spoke to the custodians and we said, hmm, who's in charge of this place? And then we realised it didn't have a custodian. Nobody looking after it. So, of course, it had fallen completely under the radar. Uh, everybody went, oh, it's not me, Gov. Um, so we had a vote and we voted that Commander Kinrain was now the custodian for his home system, his adopted home system of Happy Hill C. Um, so, yes, but um, I'll tell you what, um, shall we Shall we grab him? We'll, tell you, we'll grab him in a second to ask a couple of questions about that. Um, so there's that. There's Now, Flossie, you mentioned about the dark wheel. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
So that's, um, I think, Commander, is it Kaizen? Kaizen, um, yeah. Yeah, is, is managing the, the, the turning of the wheel. And I, we were sent um, a copy of an article, um, I think Commander Wotherspoon sent it over, um, all about, there, there's been some mention of this, Alessia Verdi and Drew Wagar has been posting comments on Twitter and all sorts. And we have no idea whether it's legit or it's author trolling, or it's a mighty marketing campaign for a new book, or it's something that's going to be going on. We genuinely have no idea. But at least it's given them all something to chase after for a bit. Yeah. I think they're all, they're all desperately making friends with Alessia Verdi, or trying to do a friends list, friends list, quick friends list, um, and trying to work out what on earth is going on. But in the meantime, obviously, they're taking over systems in that area and um, trying to expand the wheel in the hopes that something pops up. If nothing else, it's telling the Pilots' Federation that we do still care about the dark wheel. Because, um, Amelia. Yes. I mean, did, did you ever, back in the day or even more recently, but in a retro kind of style, um, read the original novella that came with um, Elite back in 1984? No, uh, no, I didn't, actually. Um, oh, I, you've missed out. I missed she's, out big time on that. She's way too young. Well, that's I why I, I gave, I I gave Amelia games. the... All oh, right. But, but, I mean, Not the, the colourful is... one, the black and white one, the real old one. Well, the, the thing is, when I was playing the original games, I was... Um, I was very young, so I kind of bypassed a lot of the lore. Ah, we see the, the 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 real old black and white original one came with a book by Robert Holdstock, a little novella called The Dark Wheel. And then obviously I think there was another book came out with the Frontier Elite when it, it came out as well. Another little story came out. But in the original one, there was lots of mention of this mysterious dark wheel and, um, you know, a secret handshake, well, it's society thing of super elite pilots and the things they get up to. And then the, I think it was mentioned in the novels, the books that came out when the current iteration of Elite came out as well. I think one or two of the novels may have mentioned. Wasn't one of them called the dark wheel? Can't remember. Anyway, it was all mentioned in there, and it's all mysterious, and everybody keeps hoping that something about the Dark Wheel is actually going to turn up. There is a faction called the Dark Wheel, which is based in Shinrata, I think. Dead me, is it? They are in there. I'm not whether they're based there. I couldn't say, but they definitely are there. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely there. Um, which was it, it is. Um, it's not a a player faction it's not one that's been created subsequent to the the start of things it's been there for a while um and i think this team got it into their heads that what they need to do is expand it to lots of places and hope that raxler which is ultimately what they're looking for mysteriously turns up and amelia if you want to know about raxler that's also mentioned in the book yes uh, i have been told a lot about raxler from a friend of mine um so and it, and it's people are still trying to find it yeah, so this is this is sort of what they're up to with Kaizen and all the Dark Wheel stuff. Is um, they're trying to expand to places generally. I mean, there there are rumours. There are rumours that it's based in um, Polaris, which I think is locked. And there are rumours that um, it's a dark system nobody's been to. There are rumours that the developers, the Pilots Federation, even said that someone's been there and didn't notice. Well, that's ominous. Uh-huh. But that is, a, I think, I think that might actually be an urban myth because nobody can actually find the original source of where it was said. So it could be an urban myth, maybe. There are many myths. 
We don't know. We don't know. Um, so, so that's what that's what um, Kaizen's been up to. And then the Buckyballers and the Elite Racers have been hooning around in SRVs doing time trials. And I think um, Alec Turner of the Buckyballers took an early lead in the Elite Racers race, which I'm sure there was much shame and, and head-hanging by the Elite Racers, that the Buckyballers are faster than the Elite Racers. I think there's some friendly rivalry going on there. But they're getting up to that. Every, I think they, they said the time trials every second Sunday – they're getting up to something. So there's a, a main race and then there's the little time trials as well. And they've got a bunch of places they race around and they, they add up their times and they're coming at about 20 minutes to go around the whole lot. So they stop the stopwatch, fly to the next one, start the stopwatch, off they go again in proper time trial style. So it sounds like they're having enormous fun. Anyway. Um, but as for other things going on in the galaxy, Tritium, the rebalance, came in uh, at the start of this week. The patch that wasn't but then was arrived um because there was much uh, saltiness and we don't do saltiness but there was much saltiness and people stuck out at colonia when they realized they couldn't buy all their tons of tritium for four thousand credits on the market and by the way it was really hard to mine it they're only getting 200 tons an hour my goodness that's a lot um so i think there was a bit of a rebalance went on on the tritium mining and markets though there is still salt everywhere all over the place I don't think that's going to get better. I'm a bit too far out for that. There's no no salt where I am. Yeah. As it stands, you know, to fuel up your carrier, you either have to do a bit of work or have a bit of money. And you can't really get it for free anymore. A bit like real life. But yes, uh, the, th- the thing is, you know, it, it, the free thing and the cheap thing, that was a bug and they fixed it. So you've, you've considered yourself lucky for the last bit that you've had an easy ride, a soft introduction into fleet carrier ownership. And, um, okay, Commander Wallace says he's on the eighth moon of a gas giant and things are getting weird. I'm not sure if that's in-game or just an effect of the tablets he's taken. (laughs) Yes, he's been out in the sun for too long. But Commander Wallace you have to tell us what's weird about the eighth moon of a gas giant. And is it Raxler? Yep, details are it never happened. Yep, we don't believe you. And Naughty Body Wash says there was much wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, Definitely. Um, so I, I think, I tell you what, should, should we grab Commander Kinrain and have a little chat with him? I, I, he knows I'm going to pick on him because I gave him a warning. That was, I was fair this week. I think that was fair, wasn't it? Yeah. Fairish. Yeah. That I gave him about two minutes warning that I'm about to do. <laughs> this. There you go. I've just grabbed Kinrain. Hello, Kinrain. Hello. <laughs> Mug. 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 Right on. I know it was a green room last week, but I thought I'd drag you in this week to say hi and congratulate you on your new appointment and also your win over in Happy Hill. Thank you. There will be. Ah, yes, thank you. Sorry, I, I was hearing you in um, a delay there for a second. Um, you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yep. We can hear yep. you. Uh, yeah, um, that crept up on, on us by surprise. Everything did, really, because we were running bounties into all 1481. And then suddenly got a message like late last Saturday evening that um, Hillside had gone into election. And so uh, everybody turned attention to political stuff. Um, but it all turned out brilliantly. And um, I'm not a custodian, which I'm very proud of. Really proud of. Plus, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, a job done. Um, it didn't take much. I don't, I don't think there was much opposition over at um, your home system. I think it was just one of those fluctuation things that got us into an election. And, um, yeah, we needed to dig ourselves out of it. So um, I don't think there was anybody mean being really horrible to us there. I think it was uh, we just needed to get it done, dusted, and stuffed the ballot boxes. 
That is absolutely correct, but it was important we got it done because the uh, the councillor for the Hillside Liberals at Riley did look like a 1980s Radio 1 DJ, so that was just better for everyone. We removed him. Yeah, yeah that was just frightening. Mullet and everything? <laughs> um, the, the suave, smarmy looking type. Oh, not, not, oh dear. More Simon Bates than Gary Davis. Oh dear. Ooh. And that's your co-pilot in the background there as well. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, don't apologise at all. The dogs welcome. It says on when you land at Hutton welcome, uh, Hutton landing pads. You know, all dogs welcome. Um, <laughs> no, so it's, but, it's been a, it's been a busy week, but I mean, the, the the guys that came out with me night after night when they really wanted to be out, like making a load of money, are brilliant. So that's um, Commander Snake, Commander Valaran, and Commander Argontanis. So. They are. They, so, they have been fantastic. And then I've seen the sort of the selfie shots of you lot in your crates, most of which coloured in in special effect colours. That's right, with Hill Street, Hill, Hill, Hillside Blues, Hillside Blues, yes. Um, but so if if you do visit, you know, pop pop into the special effect office over in what's your station called? I know you've got the Riley one. That's the, yeah, that's the snooker club you've just taken over, yeah. That's right. We've just got Riley, yeah. um, but the main one, the band, the home of the banter bus is Curie Gateway. Curie, as in Madame Curie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, oh, we're brewing sounds... penicillin as we as you speak. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you free from all infections. Yes, That's right. Well, we've actually just left some sandwiches on the table in the canteen that just go mouldy. It's not actually penicillin. It's just horrible. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Smells a bit. That was that be the cheese that's sort of eating into it from the inside and the soggy bit of tomato. That's right. And yeah. there was a piece of pizza that Argon left there as well. So. Um, yeah, or cold pizza, food of the gods. Call, if you do call it Curie, don't go to the canteen. <laughs> yeah, you see, we would ask uh, Amelia and the Galnet Food Digest to to review cold pizza, but it's not very rare. <laughs> it is dangerous, <laughs> especially if you leave it out, but it's not very rare. So. <laughs> but like I say, I mean, we, we did have a lot of out this week. Uh, Commander Thompson came in, Commander Iceni. So those are those the Earl of Iceni. But he was great, really great. Joined us for the evening on Tuesday evening. Stayed with us all until very late. I mean, we've been working till very late in well into the early hours of the morning most nights. So um, just wanted to make sure we kept our own. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, obviously, while that's been going, well, that's just finished, and we've been for the last few weeks, uh, Dead Meat, working on another system. No, we don't need your help with this one, Baz, but you just you join in for a little bit on this. But So, Ted, we've been working for a while on another system. Yes, Wolf 1481. Wolf 1481. Haven't we got some wolves already? Have we got a pack of wolves? Is four a pack? I think we're on to four now. Are we on to four wolves? <coughs> yes, the agreement yes. there. There it is. a pack. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's they're very small wolves <laughs> and they don't like they don't like strangers in the house so they bark at them um but yeah so we've this is our fourth wolf that's almost as many as started off in game of thrones wasn't it yes yeah mm. um and this this wolf is we like this wolf for what reason other than because it's there what, what what's the um what do we know about this this wolfy place Th- this is the the shiny high-tech one isn't it oh we get technology. Mm. I mean, we get to, up, to update our Nokia of 3310s to, you know, something newer with a touchscreen. Yes, which is arguably a bad thing, but it, they're shiny. 
I, I remember seeing a picture the other day of somebody who posted it up on, up on the um, the gal book uh, a picture of imagine being the poor so and so that um, invented the cover for the Nokia thirty three ten. No, the thing was indestructible. I pulled one out of a cupboard the other day. I haven't opened it in ten years. Turned it on and it had half its battery left. Wow. <laughs> they are superb. I mean, they, you know, you imagine the the Tony Robinsons of the future digging things up and they find pottery and small walls as relics of our civilization, and then a Nokia thirty three ten in perfect working order. <laughs> but um, so Baz, um, the the banter bus is still ongoing. Obviously, you guys have, have sort of adopted a system now as your home. But um, if anybody's online sort of, and wants to catch up and have a chat with other commanders or joining with what you're up to, when, when do you fly? When do you have your banter? What's, how do we join in with the, the Hill Harp Sea Blues? <laughs> well, the banter bus was actually supposed to have stopped on the 26th of May, but um, it's just such a good bunch of friends now. And because we're still sort of like, uh, wary about going and socialising, we've just stayed on. So... Um, it flicks in and out. Carl and I and Tony are usually on from the nine o'clock onwards most evenings. Um, and so, the, but the, the the regular banter bus journey out now, where we're trying to sort of find other sites to go to, interesting stuff like the tourist trip, if you like, of the week. Is oh, so you, you, are you going to be doing a, a take two of the banter bus trip and actually have a planned um, schedule? Yeah, I mean, events have overtaken us over the last few weeks because we've been doing conflict zones. Um, we did Stein, and then we've been doing Bounties for 1481. Um, but the, the tourist trip will probably take place this week. I haven't decided where we're going yet, but um, there's a whole bunch of stuff we want to do. So um, anybody's welcome to come along. I'll put something up on Sunday afternoon as to where we're going, and then you can make a decision then. Um, but it always runs out of Curry Gateway, um, at eight o'clock on a Sunday night, British summer time. Um, Fantastic. But, uh, or whatever uh, time it is in the UK. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> summer time, <laughs> winter time, any time, but that time in the UK. Exactly. And that'll keep going indefinitely now. But eight o'clock on Sunday evenings in the UK is the time when we all head out. Um, so, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're at a loose end and you want something to do or to catch up with Commander Kinray and a few of the others, you pop into TeamSpeak. So it's ts.fordermug.com. Which is not a website. (laughs) It's not a website. Don't go to it as a website. You have to put it into TeamSpeak as the server you want to connect to. We've had that one a few times. (laughs) And then just go to Baz's Big Banter Bus channel, and we'll all be in there. Yep, and so if you want some company on a Sunday evening, that is the place to be. And it actually doesn't matter if you're flying a spaceship at the time or not. Nope. Because you're just joining the banter. Um, But also, even if you're somewhere else in the galaxy, you can always maybe hop into multi-crew with one of you because I think the crates that you're flying do have fighter bays. Do any of you carry a fighter? Uh, I carry a fighter. Um, And actually, all of us carry fighters, I think. Well, there you go. And we we don't always fly the crates. So um, at the moment, right now, I'm in a Corvette. So... um, there's always an option of multi-crew, and we don't fly smaller ships generally. Yeah, so obviously if you do want a multi-crew, I'm sure one of the team will be more than happy to accommodate you, and you can, you know, person the turrets, or you can fly one of the fighters, or or just hop on board and look out the window as Baz tries not to crash into things. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay in a spaceship, it's the SRVs you got to watch out for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, there's that, and obviously, um, you know, as things progress, I think it could be could be fun when we start getting into Odyssey next year. 
And you can all actually meet up with your legs and walk around. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, um... unless you use VR. Well, we don't know about that yet. They're going to tell <laughs> us about that. But yeah, this this ongoing <laughs> ongoing leg fetish by the community um, about what's happening next year seems to uh, it's gone quiet for a bit. So I think we we've, we've been promised some some info over the month of <clears throat> August, which will give us fertile news reporting territory. Uh-huh. We're relying on Commander Wotherspoon to read it and watch it, so we don't have to. Um, or at least digest it for us. Um, but anyway, Baz, I mean, you're welcome to sit in the studio. I don't know what you were up to, whether you were sort of sitting up there on your own or you want to come and just join us in the studio for a bit. Uh, I'm just um, in, in game at the moment. I'm just rescuing some diplomatic bags that um, have been left over. So um, I'll go wherever you want. There's, um... Well, if you're happy sitting here, then you're, you know, you're welcome to join in for the show. So, Shall we, um, should we do a quick special effect thing while Baz is here? Yeah, go on then. Special effects thing. I had a, I had an email that mentioned there's a, a humble bundle, which is <coughs> benefiting a special effect. Right. Yep. That's a, a double fine twentieth anniversary humble bundle. And for those that don't know what humble bundles are, it's super cheap games that help out various charities. Yeah. So we're not doing the latest latest releases, but it, it no. it's ones that maybe you know a year, a year or so old, something like that, or maybe a bit more that Jump you've on. always wanted to have a go with. But yeah, they donate some money when you get them, don't they? Yes, and you can pay as little as seventy nine p, and you get five games: Psychonauts, Double Fine Adventure, and three versions of Amnesia Fortnite. Uh, then if Sonic six sixty five, and you get another ten which I won't go through the list, but they've got uh, Psychonauts and Day of the Tentacle in there, which I know mm. a lot of people like. Day of the Tentacle? I Day remember tentacle, that. Yes. Oh, oh that's a blast from the past. Yeah, you see? That's one of the reasons I mentioned it. Um, and the but top also, so we only... get to have fun and help special effect yes. at the same time. Yeah, the top, the top tier is only seven quid this time, and that, that's an extra 12, Ooh. which has got Grim Fandango in. And oh, Gang Beasts. another one. Gang Beasts as well, a more modern one. So, yes, if you go to Humble Bundle and look for the... Um, Baz, what was the name again? Uh, the Double Fine, Double Fine 20th Anniversary Bundle. That's the one, yeah. Uh, you can get some super cheap games. And it's one of those where if you can scrape the seven quid together for the top tier, great. If you can pay 20 quid for it, feel free. Oh, so you can actually donate more, put in you more can. if you feel it's, it's uh, a worthy... What do you mean, Indeed. if? Lose the word if. Yes. Because you think it's a worthy cause. If you've got the money, and obviously if you've got the pennies spare, then you yeah, just chuck it in there. Yes. Um, my, top, my top tip would be there's a little bu- little button that's not hidden away, but a bit tricky that says uh, something like see how your money goes or control how your money's spent. If you click on that, yeah, there's sliders and you can give more to special effect and less to the... Uh, developers or more developers and less special effects and all well, that. And also, uh, thank you to Commander Simons, who's actually put a link up to it in the stream chat for us as well. Thank Top you, man Simons. Simons. Well done. Um, and also, Baz, obviously, we, we're making a dreadful assumption here that people, our listener, knows who special effects are. Boil it down to its essence, its its short, pithy essence. What is special effect, Baz? Oh, well, so special effect is a charity that helps people with disabilities all over the world, actually, um, by use of cutting-edge technology. So um, we um, adapt, modify, and create hardware and software, amongst other things, um, why to do in a short pithy one, Dave? But most most of their work still is around gaming 
um, and around modifying and adapting hardware to help people, even with the most severe disabilities, to, to play video games. Oh, yeah. And it, it's something we've got a bunch of us are ambassadors for the charity here as well and uh, get up to all sorts. So basically, it's helping people that have a hard time getting onto computers enjoy them as much as we do. Exactly. Thank you, David. <laughs> i think i think the if i was to boil it down to, to, to who it is but yeah i mean it, it's wonderful stuff and obviously you're managing uh, despite lockdown to, to get on with things and you know there are there are many many charities but there aren't many better of course our other charity we support is uh, hearing dogs for the deaf because obviously alvin our lord and uh cuddly cuddly overlord is is a um is a hearing dog himself um, so yes, it's one of the two chosen charities for Hutton, um, both of which are very, very dear to our hearts. And yes, I can hear the dog in the background agreeing with me thoroughly there. <laughs> My he's dog a, is being enough. He's asking when he can meet Hutton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've got every dog in in my street out at the moment, and Paul is joining them with a chorus. Be showing for the mug. What was it, Amelia? What was what was it in 101 Dalmatians? They 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 they, when the dogs all went out and barked to each other, and it was like doggy comms. You know, it was it was doggy Facebook, and they were barking to each other. What was it called? It had a name in 101 Dalmatians. I have no idea. I've only ever seen that movie once, and I was tiny. And when they were when Perdita and Pongo went out and barked, and then they barked, and all the other dogs barked, and there was like it was like doggy Facebook. The Twilight Barking, says Litho Breaker. There we go. Thank you very much. Um, we've also heard from, in the stream chat, we've heard from Microtaver5, who, uh, in reference to our things about small walls and bits of pottery, seems to have spent previous a uh, previous life doing excavations and does own a trowel. Well, well done, Microtaver5. Well volunteered. You can go to the Guardian Ruins and unearth some more of them for us. And Commander Wotherspoon gave us an update on what on earth was going on with the eighth moon... Um, I, th- I think he's taken a film crew out to do some filming. I don't know what for. Maybe for the Dark Wheel. Right. <sighs> lots and lots going on. Anyway, um, come on, the kid radio. Feel free to make yourself comfy. Help yourself to a beer from the fridge if you want. <laughs> um, we did move it in here because we keep opening the door to cool us down because it's a bit sticky. Um, so, yeah, you may notice um, some changes to the radio show. Obviously, um, the, the website got blown up by bandits we didn't actually they they upgraded it and it went wrong so it's temporarily diverting over to radio.forthemug.com or for the mug.com website and in fact it's done a special emergency job there by the sign move who's pointing it at um the various hot for the mug and radio for the mug and tv for the mug and yeah all the various sub sites of hutton orbital um and there is a plan but it's not a very fast plan it's sort of a hutton time kind of plan to to upgrade the website and uh bring it back in line but you may notice over the next few weeks some changes to the radio station are you ready for this everybody uh, yes yep so um mr cow is decided he needs a holiday and that's awesome because he's as usual takes a way 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 too much so uh, mr cow is taking a sabbatical from his broadcasting duties for a little bit um which means uh, norman uh, is still doing his oh, his on week off week thing which means that starting from next week we're going to have a stunt tech I've got to say that very carefully a stunt tech doing stunt techie things and actually broadcasting the show it's very likely to be me next week but if anybody is interested in learning how we do some of the tech for this and becoming a little producer and button masher, and that includes you lot here in the studio, do feel free to ask because um, it is an awful lot for the team every Thursday. And we're immensely grateful to 
Norman and to Mr. Cow for the ticking they do every week, which involves the bong machine. Norman, have you got a bong machine there? Has he? No, he's broke the bong machine. He has got the bong machine. He's just hidden it back under the desk because he thought we would. There we go. Um, and obviously he's got the uh, the music player and plays the music um, on time for us as well whenever we schedule it so um we've got those two but obviously mr cow's taking sabbatical so it looks like it's going to be me but if anybody's interested in how we do it then do get in touch you can email us over on i took part at hutnorman.com um similarly obviously you know over the years we've had a lot of um broadcasters and voices appear on the show our our, our ever-present flossie's been here since forever <laughs> but we've had names we've, we've had atris and we've we've had the Hackswing reports and lcu pops up um if you are interested in taking a little part on the show not necessarily every single week but um every now and again then also do get in touch we've got voices loads of voices but we're always interested in hearing more people that that want to do a sketch or want to read the news or get involved so if you've thought i always wanted to have a go at reading the news articles and reading one of david's tongue twisters that he writes or sean's um, then, then do get in touch. Or if you've got an idea for a segment on the show that we're not doing now, an idea that you're not prepared to do yourself is a rubbish idea. That's the only thing I'm going to say. An idea that you're going to do yourself is a great idea because we hand over to you and go, take it away. Don't we Flossie? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, yeah, we do. Um, so, so yes, if you, if you've got an idea, if you've got some content, if there's something you'd like to record or, or, you know, write and record, then that would be wonderful. Do email us. At I took part at huttonorbital.com for that as well. Um, I know there's a little bit of a drought on, on your underlying stories at the moment while we wait for the latest stuff from the Pilots Federation, but there's plenty going on in the galaxy. Is there a Colonia reporter out there that wants to tell us all about Colonia? You never know. You never know. So, um, oh, yeah, hang on a second. I've had an urgent message from the apology officer. Uh, trying to explain that article from Mungo. Okay. In lockdown, this trouser company discovered the wearable Yorkshire blanket you never knew you needed. Okay. It's a kilt, but made in Yorkshire. Okay. I understand now. Thank you, apology officer. Um, <clears throat> right. Where was I? I'm completely lost now. Um, somebody was asking what needs doing in Colonia sector, naughty body wash. What, what, what needs doing in Colonia? In Colonia, we need to win the election in tier, which is expiration data to Dola Depot and all manner of nice things. Um, apart from that, the other two systems are nice and steady, but, uh, what they're both in boom and Doriso also has an outbreak. So if you want to get rich while you're, loading um tear up with data and missions then outbreak meds and stuff to uh Doriso is the way to do it okay so that answers naughty body wash go go and do stuff over in tier and help help the hanky help the hanky um unless unless you meant about being part of the show in which case stories on what's going on there updates on how the systems are doing anything like that Ooh. Oh, another message just come through from Beetle Jude as well to top that off. Um, Jude did say Jude would do a Joodle Paint It if people send a concept of the week and try to get it done for the next episode. So we might have a Joodle Paint It. Wow. Which is Ooh. obviously, we'll have to work out how to do that for the listener as well as for the viewer because obviously that works really well on Twitch, but we have to make sure it works for radio as well. So maybe we'll have to have an audio described version as well but um yes jude fantastic idea and um certainly we'd love to interview you and have you on the show at some point and talk about your marvelous paintings because they are superb i don't own one yet myself but i'm gonna i'm gonna have I to do. rectify that 
You do. I know you do. Did you? Did you win one or did you commission one? Uh, I won one, but I keep considering commissioning one because <laughs> they are so gorgeous. They are absolutely stunning, and I, I, I mean, Jude is probably one of the most prolific painters I've ever seen as well. I mean, these things fly out of Jude's door at speed all over the world as well. Right, um, I think you're coming to that time of the show. So there, there are going to be some changes to the radio show. Um, there are all sorts of odds and sods. We're going to make some changes to the top trucker. The Galnet Food Digest, I think, is here to stay for a bit. You'll be glad to hear, Amelia. Yes, good. Um, for those people who enjoy hearing about the rares, do do give us a thumbs up occasionally. We love writing it, and I'm sure Amelia loves scoffing all the food and talking about it. I love food. Food is like one of the best things ever. Oh, it is. My belly will attest to that because he gets given food regularly. But, um, yeah, we, we enjoy the Galnet Food Digest while we wait for the return of the Galnet News Digest. But even if the Galnet News Digest comes back because there's magic news appearing, then we might still have to have some of the food on the side as nibbles while we listen. So we might have to have nibbles. Gal- Galnet Food Nibble. <laughs> Galnet Shortbread. Um, so, so yeah, there are going to be a few changes. And um, one of the things we've looked at, obviously, is for those of you watching on, on Twitch, we were Zooming quite regularly. Now, the, the Zoom is fantastic and it's great for special occasions. What we found is doing the Zoom meant we all had to do our makeup and brush our hair. Um, I'm looking at you, Steve. Which one? Took me forever to find it. I know. <laughs> yeah, brushing it was easy. Um, but but also introduced <laughs> a, a level of a level of sort of tech that um, was great, but caused us caused us some difficulty. So we're we're not knocking the zoom on the head. What we're doing is taking a, a little bit of a break for it. We'll fire it up for special occasions. But what we're looking in our in our scripts is to put together. Um, something for on-screen display so when we we do a news article at least there's something relevant like a some screenshots or other bits and bobs that you may have noticed the news ticker that mr calvary kindly and uh, mr move wrote for us where the headlines actually come up along the bottom of the screen um so we'll be looking at how we manage that visually so there's more for you guys on twitch to look at while we're talking here as well um we have also noticed that accidentally we've been forgetting to put the news up on the radio show on it's out you know on the top of the hour thing so those of you who've been listening to the radio show have been listening to something from a couple of months ago we're going to look at that and and how to revitalize that so that the news you're hearing now and the uh, or you heard earlier is going to be going back up onto the radio station so we're going to be looking at all sorts of things over the next next week few weeks so it might be even more chaotic than normal next week but we will have a sean back yay yay as long as um yeah the the lovely mrs palantir lets go and he you know get some <laughs> get some air um we've had all sorts of birthdays came up but also we have to say congratulations to darren gray uh, some of you may have met darren oh, at yeah. various events over the years he's a regular at lavecon but i think has also popped into as uh, he certainly was at the southeast uh ecm because he's his second second co-pilot third co is it second co-pilot or third co-pilot anyway um arrived this week and so congratulations to to, to Darren and, and Mrs. Gray yeah. on the arrival of their, their, their new wee little one. Um, and all, all seems well with him. And he, he seems like a very proud dad. The classic, I'm holding baby up for the picture. Mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations there as well. 
Um, once again, if you've got things a bit like that message we put out for the Van Otter that you want us to read out on the show, dedications to people, congratulations, that kind of thing, do get in touch with us. Um, uh, Ken Rain at the moment is, is, is gesturing frantically. Um, we did temporarily mute you, uh, Ken Rain, mainly because um, the, the dog had gone yappy. But yeah, um, sorry do give that. us a you know, t- type in the message if you need us to, to unmute you for a second or, or just hover there quietly with a gaffer <laughs> tape on for a bit. Um, Flossie, are you ready for your CCCCCG thing? I am, yes. Right. We want to hear how far we've got to go. Um, Norman, if you are ready with Flossie's tune, yes. take it away. When the universe is in trouble Bug infestations in the bubble Your home stations burn rubble What on earth can we do When your faction leader's a dog And your daily tasks are a slog You're feeling like a youth cog What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Listen to what Flossie says What on earth can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to What if she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Now we what Flossie said Flossie We can put this matter to bed Just keep a voice in your head Flossie told you what to do Hello, this is Flossie with this week's update Did we lose Flossie? I think I I'm here, I'm here Can you hear me? Can oh, you hear me? Now. You went silent there Right <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll, I'll start again. <laughs> Hello, this is Flossie with this week's update on the community-created community goals. The Art of War was brought to you by the Anti-Xeno Initiative. An open order was placed for... Tha- oh, we lost Flossie again. Hello, Flossie. Hello, Hello Flossie. Set up to system. Oh, hang on, you're, you're back. You're, you're, back. Having, you're having issues, Flossie. Hey, not that I'm aware of. You keep cutting off, Flossie. Keep cutting off. From the top. The Art of War was brought to you by the Anti-Xeno Initiative and go from there. Right. The Art of War was brought to you by the Anti-Xeno Initiative. An open order was placed for Thargoid bits and pieces to be delivered to the Sterop 2 system and pilots contributing would be rewarded with their very own decal. Zarg the Mighty is said to be gnashing his mandibles in anger as the goal has been completed way in advance of the deadline date and to add insult to injury, all the damage he caused in the bubble is also fixed. He picked the wrong bad pedal spacefaring society to attack. 
that's all from this week's Community Created Community Goals and we don't have any more on the horizon or beyond for the time being though we're hoping that it won't be too much of an odyssey before we get something else to get our teeth into. Maybe a nice trucking one with none of this nasty shooting. I don't like shooting things. Did I ever mention I was harmless? And that's it from this year's Community Created Community Goals. Flossie told you what to do. That was a not-so-subtle dig there, Flossie, at the end this year's. I'm sure we're going to get another Community Created Community Goal this year at some point, even if we have to invent (laughs) one ourselves. Um, Right. um, Thank you, Flossie. It's time to get on with the show because I've got a deadline tonight. Um, next up is the Galnet Food Digest with Amelia Hall. But first, another blast from the past, courtesy of our very own Percy Thrasher. He's got a tall tale to tell. And we're back. And now it's time for the Galnet Food Digest. Have you got the, the music lined up there? Awesome. Take it away. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Gullnet Food Digest. I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods, so you don't have to. This week, I'm getting my teeth into an albino quechua mammoth meat steak. This monstrosity is quite simply the largest steak I've ever seen. We've tried the beast feasts, but the feast from this beast is a feat in its own right. First, the history. As all school children know, mammoths were rendered extinct on planet Earth very early in the prehistory of humans. A combination of climate change? No, not the kind everyone spent decades denying. The other kind. The end of the chilly bit of an Ice Age kind. And hunting killed off the very last of these follically fecund gargantuan walking protein feasts. With adults reaching four metres high at the shoulder, and weighing up to 12 tonnes, featuring tusks at the business end of 2.5 metres long, these mighty pachyderms were a walking shopping cart for primitive man, giving them access to food, warm clothing, and dung balls that made perfect winter fuel when dried. A number of specimens were found in the 20th and 21st century, preserved in ice and their DNA was sequenced for future generations to make use of should they wish, which is exactly what we did once we became spacefaring. Using modern bioengineering, a colony of woolly mammoths was established in the Quechua system. And to help protect them against native species with really big appetites, they were specifically bred with a form of albinism that helped camouflage them against the snow. It also happens that this particular variety produced meat that is far more tender. A certain number of them are permitted to be hunted every year for food, and unlike on Earth, they're prolific, roaming in huge managed herds across the tundra. Mammoth milk smoothies are a popular local delicacy. The steaks themselves are, as mentioned, tender and 
juicy. The chefs on Keitura can cook it to their own tastes. There is notable that the menu lists the options as rare, medium rare, and ruined. It's delicious. No two ways about it. We can see how hungry primitive man tucked into these with gusto. One rump steak is enough to feed a family of four for a week. Or give a single person the meat sweats for about the same duration. Rare, deliciously and unethically so. Only those taken from managed, managed mammoth food farms can be sold. And only then if they're dispatched painlessly. Worth the price? Oh, most definitely. Dangerous. Well, um, imagine the scene. You're on an icy tundra. The snow is whirling about the place, drifting where it reaches trees, floating in the air and reducing visibility to near zero. You can hear the herd. You can feel the ground shake as they walk. You can smell the herd, but you can't actually see them. You lie very still, hoping for a glimpse. And the next thing you know, stomp. One squished hunter. One mammoth scraping something off its mighty foot with its tusk and a look of disgust in its eyes. Yes, this food doesn't care if it squishes you first. Oh, and then there are the dung beetles. They're the size of cats and the fundamentalist militant vegans. Watch out for them. I'm Amelia Hawke of the Golnet Food Digest. And I've been eating my way through this steak all afternoon. I'm going to waddle back to the barbecue for seconds in a bit. I may be some time. This digest is going to take a while to digest. We eat all the dangerous stuff so you don't have to. And in this instance, we love it. <laughs> Thank you, Amelia. Oh, that steak looks juicy. Oh, so next. Big. Oh, it's just. A, I mean, the the ethics of that one. I know, right? Because you know, oh goodness, I don't even know where to start on that one. I, I know a, a certain senior person at Pilots Federation always talked about sort of space big game hunting, but um, crikey, is it more oh, the ethics on on extinct species bringing them back just so we can chew into a juicy steak? Totally worth it. <laughs> I'm totally with it. I suppose in a universe with all that space, and when we can we can bring all these species back again, you know, humanity's bound to stick a fork in one of them and and try and hmm, yes, the ever rare duckbill platypus burger. If we have they, the technology, why not? Oh yeah, you know, panda mince shepherd's pies. I anyway, try that maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so totally unethical on current earth but obviously the earth of the future well <clears throat> as long as you haven't gone vegan maybe maybe it's worth it hey anyway uh, next it's hutton's top trucker with a very special report from our very own buck naked but first where it all began with lacon and the type nine <laughs> Pro 
mug that we fly all over the space. Point to two light years crossed at a hill of a base. Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face. Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker. This here's Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for the final Hutton Top Trucker. Lacon Spaceways has decided to cut back on its advertising budget, and they took one look at me, and, well, <laughs> y'all should know the rest. Lacon has had a great few years sponsoring the Hutton Helper and presenting the Hutton Top Trucker every week. But like all things in life, everything comes to an end at some point. Just like Grandma Josephine's chocolate pecan pie, Uncle Cletus eventually grabs the last slice and it's all over but the singing. Now don't you worry none about Buck. I'm all right. In fact, now that I've been paid enough by Lacon to clear out all my child support payments throughout the galaxy, I can finally get back to what I do best, goofing off and taking it easy. My banjo picking has been getting rather rusty of late, so I'll use some of my free time to polish that up a bit too. I'm still a spokesman for Lacon, but with the budget cuts, it means I'll do the odd advertisement and step back in for ECM and any crazy stunts y'all hunting truckers pull, like Operation Hot Mess and Draxor's Mug Mania. You won't hear from me weekly anymore, but you won't be rid of me. So let's wrap up this final top trucker with some crazy trucker shenanigans all captured on that little piece of software called the Hutton Helper that we install on every new Lacon ship. If by some chance it ain't installed on the ship of your choice or your salesperson ain't done the job right, you can install it yourself by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. If you hear your name, you get in touch with us as you've earned your very own Hutton Trucker decal for your ship. The Hutton Run has a close place in my heart. Jumping into Alpha Centauri and flying them .22 light years out to Hutton Orbital as fast as you can, hoping you don't fall asleep in the last few minutes, forcing you into a loop of shame. Much like Commander's Psymoof and Psycho Cow, looping and shaming not just once, but several times in the same trip. Our very best hunting run, though, was done by Commander Brett Riverboat in one hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. But we've got several more that came close, so here's a few names I don't believe I've ever read out. Commanders JPMA, Caxtis Kud, Hand of Cain, Shawside Customs, Skyfire, Naughty Body Wash, Validatin', and Zero Black Dragon. 
y'all and many others made it in the one hour 23 minute range and that's damn impressive but we've also got ones who fell asleep at the wheel commanders Craig Weir and Scrapplejack took longer than four hours Commander Happy Days took darn near 13 hours and Commander Helped took well over 14 hours. Coming in at one full day and an extra 21 minutes is Commander Eagle Pickle. I guess when you're flying out to Hutton Orbital, there ain't nowhere to stop and ask for directions. Running missions to help out Hutton is the best way to earn some love for Miss Lake. She'll even set you up for a fancy dinner at McThargoid's for all the hard work y'all do. Fancy meaning you gets an extra paper napkin. This week, Commander Steve the Red rocked it with 1,022 mission points earned. There are five of you who topped out, earning over 15,000 points each, showing up on the Hutton Helpers Hall of Fame. Commanders Montgomery Python, Texas Stew, One Cat, Antarius Fusion, and Rincewind Comedy are there. But every trucker is a cog in the wheel, and all y'all equally loved by Miss Lale. So here's a few more names at random. Commander Snark 3D, Mickey 5, It's Strange, V Nibla V, Two Quiet Sons, Ertzwell, McCamely, Vendetta Rayark, Doubtfire, and Trained Bear. Commander Trained Bear proves that you can train a bear to fly a ship and earn half a mission point. Thanks to all of you who helped out with Hutton's missions. Trucking ain't trucking without trucking some cargo around the spaceways. Leave it up to Commander Montgomery Python to be at the top of the list of the sellers with 5,324,520 tons of cargo sold. Following up are Commander's Light 027 with 3.44 million, Poltergeist with 1.95 million, Ninja at 1.88 million and Operation IDA at 1.76 million. But others who certainly toted the loads are Commanders Amiral Gloomy, Sooner DK, Dicatera, Icefire, Violet Kitty, Pest, Kiwi Kev, Galen Shepard, Matt Rama, Crofter, Broken Mage, and Flying Gator. Proven once again that someone can train an alligator to fly cargo and deliver one unit in the name of Hutton Orbital. <laughs> Thanks to all of y'all who truck cargo for Hutton. Saving the best for last, the Hutton truckers rely on our more combat-oriented truckers to keep that nasty, despicable Don Antonacci grounded while keeping his pirate stuck flying ships made more from duct tape than metal. 
For the longest time, we all believed it was Commander Terran 4295 who was the spawn of some mad scientist combining DNA from Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal. And maybe that's still true. But as Terran petered out, Commander Atik 2 overtook him with the stamina of Richard Simmons. Do you think maybe Atik 2's DNA was the mad scientist's second experiment by adding Richard Simmons's DNA in as well? Oh, the horror. Regardless, Commander Atik 2 sits at the lead with 4,396,581,084 credits earned. Terran 4295 comes in at a not-so-close second with 3,420,839,380 credits. And sitting at third to fifth are Commanders Mazar Curran with 2.6 billion, Texas Stew with 2.5 billion, and Farkin with 2 billion. Here's a few more names from the 1,054 commanders who have taken out them nasty pirates, helping to save hunting truckers everywhere. Commanders McCamely, Danger Darklight, Five Miley, Biter, Steve Axe, Space Ghost Hobo, Coquilla, Vorlord, Tango Seal, Demore TZW, Nuck Tuck, Elite Meat Pete, Infomancer, and even Tazbert at the bottom of the list with 180 credits earned. Thank y'all for every laser shot to scorch Hutton's names into the Don ships. This has been Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. Thank y'all for all your support over the years, and keep on trucking, you crazy fools. Yeehaw! Oh, dear. That's over and out from Buck. He will be back, <clears throat> but who will be the new sponsor of the Hutton Helper, and how will they be telling us who was best? We're not telling yet, but we're going to work it out before next week. So I noticed a few people in the chat have been, what, what, no more? Is the Hutton Helper going? No, the Hutton Helper's not going away. The Hutton Helper's still there. People will still top the tables. We are still going to name check people. It's just that Buck needed his Thursdays back. And we're enormously grateful to him. And a big you know, cheer from everybody here on the radio station. Thank you so much for all of your input from the last uh, oh, five years, Buck, um, every single Thursday, with the odd exception where Sean had to do it. But yeah, a big round of applause from all of us to Buck for um, all of his input. And uh, we, we hope you enjoy having your Thursdays back, old boy. Um, he is going to be around. He's going to be recording odds and sods for us, you know, specials. He's going to turn up to uh, do his uh, special footage for uh, things like ECM. But, um, you know, after five years, he needed to take a break. It was sending him slightly mad. Um, so, you know, thank you from everybody at Hutton Orbital to, uh, to Buck Naked for his, for his input and for the humor he's given us over, over the years. And, uh, yeah, we will be seeing him back again. Just, um, you know, not, not yet. Anybody got any ideas as to how they might, you know, <clears throat> uh, present the names next week? Backwards. 
we're just going to read them out deadpan, aren't we? A bit like the weather. You know, what do you, what do you call it? The shipping forecast. <laughs> but we're, it, it is evolving, um, and we are still going to be giving a, a shout out to people who've done particularly well. Uh, maybe not name check the same people over and over and over again. They're doing really well, but um, we're going to look at how we're going to do it and change. I quite like the idea of a shipping port forecast. <laughs> <laughs> Commander Wallspoon suggests we do it in Morse. Morse. That would be a very dry hey, I, section. I could do that. <laughs> you could do it in Morse. I'll do it in semaphore for the radio listener, yeah? There you go. I just said something rude in semaphore. Anyway, um, it's I time for us... We could do it in French. We could do it in French. Sandrine could do it in French, yes. Yes. We do have uh, a number of French commanders. and no, uh, Nobody would understand it, obviously, but hey, yes, we, we would. could do it that way. And our French-Canadian listener would as well. But um, yeah, it's time for a song, and as you may have noticed, all of the, the the tunes and inserts this week are all from from the community and from from us and skits and skits and sketches. And this is no different. Um, this one is dedicated to all the teams working out in Colonia, all the teams working in the Wolf, and uh, all the uh, the teams working uh, in the Hill. It's Nocti and the simulation, then us, and then a goodbye, and we're back and thank you very much to mr cow for singing that epic tune for us as well definitely definitely song. one of our favorites from over the years we have noticed that we've been a bit light on the sketches skits and music for a bit and that's something we're going to be fixing or i'm going to be fixing with help from from my hutton's little helpers i suspect <clears throat> and uh, we, we have to congratulate um our winner this week it wasn't a theme guessing sp- competition it was a spot the deliberate mistake competition yes well done naughty body wash you spotted that orbital doesn't have a b in the second letter congratulations you win yes don't worry about it the machine was on the blink we dropped all the letters on the floor and when we picked them up they were in the wrong order but um yes well it's sort of time now to round out the show and obviously say a very fond farewell to to buck and a, a bit of a fond farewell to mr cow as well who's also taking his summer sabbatical I'll take a sabbatical from broadcasting duties so from all of us to both of them thank you very much for all of your input creativity technology and all the other bits over the last bunch of years mr cow is obviously still very heavily involved he still runs the radio station he still does all the behind the scenes bits but um needs his thursdays back as well but um i'm going to i'm going to miss having him along on on the weeks when we're, we're both in the studio that doesn't mean he isn't going to be popping in just uh stepping back a little bit but uh, from everybody who's listening i hope uh, you know you won't want to wish them both very well as well and from us from dead meat Cheerio! Cheerio! And from Amelia? Ta-ta! And from Flossie? Bye! And from Norman? Miss you. And obviously from Alvin and the rest of the team. Uh, and also, I tell you what, we're also also from uh, from Baz as well. We took the gaffer tape off. Rip! Yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful having them along. And obviously, they're still very heavily involved. It's just uh, you won't hear their mellifluous tones on a Thursday. Anyway, join us again next Thursday where, oh, my goodness gracious me, it's likely to be me on tech. Woo-hoo! We'll give it a go. You never know. It might be a special brand of chaos. But, um, You'll do fine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've done it before. Actually, I, I spent a couple of months doing uh, doing doing the tech with my own bong machine. Let, let me just check. Hang on a second. Is my bong machine still working? Let's, uh, oh, crikey, we've even got to find the right button for this one. Uh, that, but that's the bong machine, yeah? Oh, that's no, the clang. That's, no, that's, that's definitely the bong machine. 
And uh, hang on a second. Uh, what else have we got here? I've, I think I found... I've, what have I got? I've got some other buttons in here. What have we got? Uh, sounds. Ooh. No, they're not working. I'm going to have to reprogram my bong machine because I think I, I think I bust it. Hang on a second. Oh, have I got this one? Hang on a second. No, I haven't got a flossy. <laughs> Every button seems to be programmed with this. Hang on. <laughs> no, that one does that noise as well. Uh, oh, I've got that one still. Yeah. Uh, oh, I found the bongs. We're the bongs. Good. The bongs. The bongs. I've got. I've got the. Bo I've got the bongs and the bangs and the wibbles and the that. And um, I've also got. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for only one song we could play out with. There's only one song. It is time for our theme tune. Good night, everybody. And for the mug. For the mug! Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off?